All right, I am Haggai Davis III, along with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Our show is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology that we like to keep topical, interesting, and digestible. We want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, for making this possible. Cardinal Capital connects businesses to capital. It doesn't matter what business that you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of all sizes, life cycles, categories, and locations. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance current debt because of the new government programs and favorable interest rates, or finance new equipment, or maybe you're trying to acquire another business entirely, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When lenders cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at cardinalcap.net and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. So once again, we're joined by Connor LeBlanc. And as welcome back. As always, we start our start the second segment off with the question of the week. Each week we take a listener question about a topic that the listener was interested in. That listener went to our website, techgumbo.net, went over to the question of the week tab and submitted their question. And if we use your question, we will send you a Tech Gumbo mug. This week's question is, why is it so hard to cancel accounts and or subscriptions? Great question. You know, I would say it kind of goes back to the whole, you know, why are casinos so purposely confusing and difficult to get out of? You know, the the more time someone has to let the idea bounce around in their head of, do I really want to cancel this subscription? Higher the likelihood is that they'll just uh, say, you know, it's not even worth my time. I'll just stay and, you know, suck it up the extra $5 or whatever it is for another month. And I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it later. And that's ultimately what they want. And especially like an Amazon that you'll get a wild hair and go, oh, you know what? I can just hop on Amazon real quick because I need to go. I want this in two days and I don't want to drive to the store. So fine. Okay, great. I'll just get this. But I'll cancel Amazon next week or next month after I get my package. And then you wind up not canceling your subscription. You wind up not canceling, you know, or getting away from and not just to pick on Amazon any one of the subscription services that are out there be it social media or try and leave the drugstore of your choice that uh what pharmacy you go to if you get on their mailing list you cannot get off (laughs) the ftc is trying to put a stop to this they are trying to make it so that in the united states if you want out when you click cancel your subscription it's a one button and then they have to actually really let go of you i don't think it's going to work was that well it's it's just too easy for these tech companies to say oh yeah we we did that we got rid of it but it takes three days to get it out of our system and sorry oh did it not take we hit delete maybe we'll try it again and you know for the 10th time we've tried to take you I don't know what's going on. It just doesn't it doesn't c- cancel your account. 
You know, I think that this this is interesting because, you know, while it is an obvious pain point for some people, I don't think it's exactly like sparked mass outrage like a lot of things that have prompted tech companies in order to pivot and change direction on certain policies. I think that if it was a serious problem and, and was causing uh, meaningful reputational damage, they would probably take steps in order to make it easier. But you know, I don't think uh, I don't think an FTC lawsuit is going to be enough to kind of change you know these policies across the board. You know, that said, there is something to be said for for strengthening your brand if you do make it easy for people to leave, as long as you make it easy and and simple for them to get back in. You know, I think that you kind of build up some brand trust there if people see that it's easy to hop on, hop off. You know, may, may, maybe that would have a meaningful impact in a positive direction for a brand if they if they were to adopt that kind of policy. I agree. I I just I don't have a whole lot of faith in in a lot of these big, huge mega corporations and in their ability to give up the data that they've been scraping off of you very easily. Yeah, I mean it. It's going to have to be public outrage. It's, you're going to have to have a critical mass of people who are sort of fed up with it. And to be totally honest, I don't think it's enough of a pain point yet for them to to feel the pressure. If it doesn't affect their bottom line, in fact, if it helps their bottom line, you're going to really need to to put forth a lot of momentum in the opposite direction to, to have them. And whenever I say them, I guess I mean like the tech industry broadly uh, pivot and change direction. So I want to thank the listener for sending that question. If you would like a Tech Gumbo mug, please go to our website, techgumbo.net, and click over to the Question of the Week page. You'll see that big, beautiful 20-ounce mug with our logo on it. We will be more than happy to send you a logo for free. And no, as always, we do not keep your information. We do not sell your information. We put the label on the box Send it and forget your name immediately. I have one and I can attest that it's awesome. So moving on to the big story, the one that everyone just can't get away from, Meta's thread versus Twitter and what's going on. So I guess the big question on everyone's mind is, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of, you know, quote unquote, Twitter killers come up over the last few years, whether it's Mastodon or, or Truth Social or any of these other more niche more niche platforms. But the fact is, is that Twitter just has the network effect. You know, it, it, there's the barrier of, of entry is just too high. They have too much momentum going and it's just too hard to, to onboard a whole new, a whole new ecosystem like this whenever you've had years to, to develop it. Unless you have a bigger network in which you can just simply port over your entire user base, I, which I can attest, it literally took less than 30 seconds to set up my threads by importing all of my contacts and settings over from uh, from Instagram, which is exactly what Meta did. Exactly. When you consider that in the first five days of threads existence, they way surpassed 100 million signups. Now, take into, into account, Twitter has never had more than 350 million subscribers. And, and a lot of those were always considered to be bots anyway. So now Facebook with their 2 billion users and Instagram with their billion and a half users. And, and yes, this is a Instagram platform. You have to have an Instagram account to get to threads. And then when you 
you can bring all of your followers, all of your your everybody you follow with a couple of clicks. Like you said, boom, now you've got a Threads account. It's so easy, so quick to set up. And and it's had some shocking results real fast. Not only has a hundred million people signed up for this, but Twitter's traffic, according to similar web, is down eleven percent to compare to the same time this year in just five days. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting to consider the the pace at which they were able to reach a hundred million users. I mean, just consider uh, Chat GPT and and the the cultural impact that that application had in such a short period of time. Whenever it rolled out, and I mean, I think it took what like a month for Chat GPT to reach a hundred million users. Or I I saw a graph it showed, but I mean. Threads just has completely blown everything out of the water. I mean, it took like 15 years for Netflix to reach 100 million. Um, and they did it in in like a couple days, uh, which is pretty remarkable. You know that. Uh, that said, Threads is is a is a. I mean, they're gonna you're gonna be using it in the same way that you kind of use Instagram. And I think that's been the motivation behind the the way that they've kind of said that we don't want politics coming on to coming on to threads we want to be able to keep that sort of leave that up to twitter you know let let them kind of handle that as far as the traffic goes whenever chat gpt came out i'm not sure if if google was able to see a dip in their activity on search i'm sure it was probably noticeable but i don't know if it had that big of an impact i think what we're seeing is just sort of the initial hype around threads uh kind of take all of that interest but i, I think it will eventually kind of subside once the initial hype dies down uh we're already seeing some of the hype around chat gpt kind of you know kind of level off is it a is it a twitter killer I think Tom will decide, but I do at the end of the day think that it's it's two fundamentally different platforms, um, even though a lot of the argument on the Twitter side is trying to say that it's a copy and paste, which I just don't really think is the case after using it. Well, Threads is definitely the new kid in town right now, and everybody wants to hang out with the new kid in town. So said the Eagles anyway. <laughs> the The fact that so many people have jumped on board, and to me, like you were saying Threads is just Instagram without the pictures, and and you can't or it, or with the pictures. Yeah, I mean it's it's and 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 they're limiting, you know, Threads limits you to 500 characters, whereas Twitter only allows you 240 characters. So they're trying to hold down just how much trying to keep it a micro blogging kind of kind of site, the same way Twitter is a micro blogging site. I just I'm concerned that because I love Twitter, I use Twitter a lot. We talked about it last week that Twitter has said, if you want to do the tweet deck, which I have been using for more than a decade. Now you got to be a verified and you got to pay eight bucks a month. Well, I just I've deleted tweet deck. So I'm, I'm one of those those people who are using Twitter a whole lot less this week just because they made me mad, not because I went to threads. Yeah, and you know, I think that kind of goes into what I alluded to earlier. Uh, Elon has taken a very, a very intentional route whenever he acquired Twitter. I mean, not to mention the fact that he tried to get out of it because he knew that the valuation was much higher than it probably should have been. He paid maybe twice as much for it. But you know, this was an ideological play for him. He wants to save free speech, and and he is, I believe, fundamentally driven by that. That said, he's taken some questionable actions in the free speech lane over the past several months since he acquired it. 
you know, allowing for censorship of of uh, people in Turkey and some other instances. But, you know, at the end of the day, he wants politics to live on Twitter. He 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 wants the it to be the public forum. And that that freaks out advertisers. You know, they don't like that. They they see they want they want people posting pictures of cars and of workouts and things that are a lot less controversial than, you know, politics. Absolutely. You think the big advertisers, the Fords and Chevrolets and, you know, those kinds of companies, they do not want to be associated with that extremist to the right or that extremist to the left throwing bombs of, of, you know, made up stuff that whether it's true or not, don't care. Chevy wants to be good old fashioned baseball, hot dogs, apple pie and Chevrolet. They don't want to have racist or or homophobic or, or or whatever things that a lot of you a lot of times you see on Twitter they don't want to be associated with that so if threads is going to sit there and say hey we're a nice safe place for you to come put all your advertising dollars mm-hmm. guess where guess where they're going for sure but you know with that being said i i don't i don't buy this as a twitter killer just because i think it will eventually evolve into two different use cases as someone who uses Instagram a lot, which I do, I can see myself kind of porting over my same usage and, and activity and the things I post just in a text-based format onto threads in a way that I would never really consider doing that on Twitter just because, you know, pe- I mean, I don't know what it is, but people are mean on Twitter, you know? I mean, you could say the most innocuous, benign thing and you're going to f- have a bunch of people just roasting you over it. Whereas, you know, on Instagram, everyone's very supportive and nice. It's, it's kind of weird how that works. I've not had that kind of a Twitter experience, mostly because I'll ever do is post things about either technology or LSU sports. Right. And no, no, so, no, no disgruntled Bama fans. Oh, you know, they, there may be a few folks who follow <laughs> the Red Elephant, but I mean, you know, they haven't won a national title in, in a while. We have. Oh, shots fired. But be that as it may, still the fact I, I think the thing that's going to hurt and possibly kill Twitter the most is coming from within, not from one of these competitors. I think the moves that Elon Musk has made has really hurt the brand. It's made the users very upset and not want to use his platform. And I'm somebody who loves Twitter and I have not opened up Twitter in a week. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's a, uh, I mean, that says a lot, you know, I mean, I think anecdotes matter, you know, and I, I think I think you're I think you're right about that. You know, that said, I, you know, and I'm not that old. I'm 29. Right. So I haven't been around to to doubt Elon Musk for as long as a lot of people have. But I mean, if there's one thing that I think is a surefire bet is don't count Elon Musk out. I think that he's a, he's an iterator, right? He wants to pump out products. He wants to iterate on them as quickly as possible with as few people as possible and figure out, you know, what is actually making the customer tick? You know, what are people going to Twitter for? And, you know, how he, how he can eventually, you know, position Twitter to become the, you know, the X app or the everything app that, that he always kind of envisioned for, 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 for his own platform. And and I don't disagree with what you're saying, but SpaceX and Tesla are very different from a social media platform. SpaceX is all about engineering and physics. Tesla is about engineering of cars and electric vehicles. Social media is about emotions. And I just don't know how well he understands 
the emotional play that Twitter and the whole Twitter world is. And, and to be making somebody like me mad at him, mad at the platform, somebody, and I've been on Twitter since I think 2008. I mean, I really have been, I, I love Twitter. And to just say, oh, that's it, I'm done. I'm walking yeah. away. Yeah. Is it's it's hard for me to do because I mean it's my natural click to go in there and well what's going on, on Twitter let me go check let me go check Twitter real quick right and and I I'm just not ready to go back right now I'm not going to Facebook I'm not going to Instagram YouTube TikTok or Snapchat or any one of those other platforms I'm not I'm not I going to Threads I've got a Threads account and I look at it occasionally but the fact is I can only see do Threads on my phone and I hate looking at my phone. I'm I'm an old guy and I don't <laughs> like looking at my phone. I like looking at a big computer screen. So if I can't look at my computer screen to see threads, I'm not going to do threads. I think if you ask me, I think two things. One, I think threads will they'll probably adapt and make a desktop friendly version. They'll have uh, to. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that that's coming. Secondly, we talked about AI briefly earlier, but you know, I think that there's going to be a lot of interplay with the the AI tool sets that that Zuck and Meta are going to be rolling out that are going to that are going to interplay with Threads in a way that we haven't even really considered yet. You know, it's they have access to more data than any other company on earth. I have to imagine they're going to leverage it for some sort of AI tools that uh, that that are going to surprise us. At the same time, you know, I think Twitter is, is they have access to just as much data. You know, I mean, they have all of human discourse over the last 20 years saved on their servers. But they don't have the, the, the they have they have data, but they don't have as much data about as many people as as the as what Meta has. I mean, it, you only had 350 million people that had a, a Twitter account to begin with, whereas Facebook has two billion and still quite a bit it's a huge difference and so because it's always been at least 10 percent of twitter has been bots so if you take another 35 million out of that now you're you're down closer to only 300 million actual people that you're scraping this data from it, it, it you don't have as much to play with as you as you do with with Meta and and that's what the advertisers want and need the most. They want stability. They want a safe place to put their ads so that you're going to think nice and good things about them when you see their ads. And that's not a place you don't get that on Twitter because it is. I mean, look the digital the digital town square, much like actual town squares of the past, are not pretty places. It's the intersection of humanity, and it's where it's where society goes to hash it out and and participate in discourse. And you know, I, while you said that you know SpaceX and Tesla are, are fundamentally different, I think in Elon's head they're very similar. This is a social. Uh, Elon purchased Twitter because he was on a social mission, a so something that's better for society. You know, he founded SpaceX to rein reinvigorate human exploration, and he founded uh, Tesla or acquired Tesla to save the world, quite literally. You know, get us away from combustion engines. Uh, I, I think that that he sees Twitter as a similar play because he wants to save free speech. You know. 
Facebook is not interested in this. Zuck is not interested in this. You listen to any of his interviews, you know, he, he's not too interested. You know, he'll he'll censor whenever he's recommended to censor by the U.S. government. But, you know, it's not it's not really his thing. So I think at the end of the day, Twitter and Threads will be two different platforms used for two different things. And if I had to put money on it, I don't see Threads as as quite the Twitter killer as a lot of people are making it out to be. Connor, thanks a lot for joining us here on Tech Gumbo once again, and look forward to having you back at some point in the future. I look very, um, very much looking forward to it, Haggai. Thank you, my friend. And we want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission, and that mission is to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed services provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers from Texas to the Carolinas. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through the continuous use of innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strength. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need new IT services, new technology, or you just have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4, and the show will rerun Sunday at 4. If you missed any part of our show or you would like to hear any of the previous episodes, check out our podcast, which is available on most every platform, including Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, Overcast, Player FM, and more. And when you're there, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified every time a new episode is posted. If you like our show, if you have some suggestions or want to submit a question, let us know by visiting our website, techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.